Hello, Lincoln. Thanks for listening in to support LNK, the podcast, which was created to support small business owners and entrepreneurs in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm your host, Lorraine Penner, but you can call me Lo, creator of Support LNK and co-owner of Harbor 402 with my husband, Jeffrey, and I'll be taking you through the ins and outs of meeting and learning about our guests each week. On today's episode, we are talking to Janine Bryant of Changing Spaces SRS and Easy Right Sizing. It was so much fun talking to Janine and listening to all the wisdom she has as a business owner. So let's get started. Hello, Janine. Thank you for joining me today on the Support LNK, the podcast, and giving our listeners the opportunity to get to know you and your business better. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good, Lorraine. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. I I love um, your idea behind your podcast, and I am thankful and grateful to be a guest. Oh, thank you very much. And so today we just wanted to have a casual conversation amongst friends, just trying to get the LinkedIn community to get to know you a little better and what all you do. But before we get into the interview questions, I like to start things off with some gratitude and gratefulness just to get us in the right mindset for today. So tell me something good. Tell me one thing that you are thankful or grateful for today. Well, we were just talking before we started recording. I am grateful and thankful for the beautiful weather we've been having recently. A little break in the heat and humidity is awesome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when today we're recording this on a Monday, Mondays are not always easy, but boy, it seems like when I am not looking forward to a Monday, I show up to work and my team inspires me all over again. So I am thankful to have awesome people on my team working with me. Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, not a lot, not everybody can say that, you know, sometimes, or even if it's just a solopreneur and it's just you, you're a team of one and you don't have that support of an awesome team or sometimes, you know, it's a hills and valleys all the time. So sometimes you're in a spot and it, the morale is low, but we can always be grateful for having an awesome team surrounding us and, and encouraging us. That's for sure. Okay. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business. Yeah, my name is Janine Bryant, and I'm the owner of Changing Spaces SRS, and we are a senior move management company here in Lincoln. We're in our 12th year, and what a senior move management company means is that we help seniors who are downsizing and moving. So if you think about someone in your life, maybe it's your parents or your grandparents, they've been in a house that they've lived in for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and Mm -hmm. now suddenly they're going to downsize. And sometimes that means they're moving to a retirement community, or maybe they're just going to a townhome and it's like, oh, they're overwhelmed. Where do you even start? You know, when you've lived in a home for that many decades, things tend to pile up. And I would say moving is hard at any age, but when you are in your 80s or 90s, it's mm-hmm. really hard. And so that's what we do. We help clients through the moving process, start to finish. We help them with a floor plan. We help them sorting. We bring all the boxes and do all the packing. We're there managing move day and then we get them unpacked and settled in the new place. And then we also offer estate sale services so we can help them after they've moved to let go of whatever remains in the old house. So we do that via in-person estate sales and also online auctions. Wow, that's amazing. And so so this, I'm sure you have a lot of clientele who maybe they don't have family in town that can, you know, help them or anything. And so you guys are really the advocates for them. And that's, that's awesome. When, when did you start that? What year did this begin? Um, Our business started in 2008, and I can't take credit for it. I actually did not start the business. My former business partner started it. Um, Her name is Linda Cotter. 
together with her sister, Kelly C is her name, they started it as sisters in 2008. And the reason they started it is because they helped their parents through a similar transition like this. And oh, yeah. they moved their folks out of this big house and they downsized them. They moved here into Lincoln. And afterwards they thought, boy, that was a lot of work. And what do other families who are in this situation do? You know, who don't, mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. said, maybe they don't have kids in town or even those who do have kids in town, those kids may have full-time jobs and children of their own and busy lives. And so that's when the idea for the business was born. And uh, then I came in as part owner in 2010, and I owned it together with a couple other women for a few years. And then in 2014, my partners retired, and I was able to buy out their shares, and now I'm the sole owner. So we're 12 years into it, and I myself am 10 years into it. Wow, that's an awesome story. There's a lot of yeah. history in there. And so what was it that made you want to jump into this business with the sisters when you first started? When I met them, I thought immediately, I thought, this is what I was supposed to do. I never really knew what I wanted to do. I grew up on a farm in North Dakota. I knew I didn't want to be a farmer. I knew I didn't want to be a farmer's wife. <laughs> I went to school. I got a degree in communications. And then I came to Lincoln, Nebraska, because I wanted to get a master's of art in Great Plains Studies. Okay. Oh, wow. Of course, UNL is one of the only places that has such a unique program. And so I came here to UNL. And, you know, what do you do with a master's in Great Plains Studies? I don't know. I just loved the idea of the, the subject matter. So I decided, let's go to grad school. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up and went to grad school. And then I got another job after uh, graduating and knew I didn't love it. And so I started looking around and that is when I met these two gals. And when I heard that they help seniors and that they do a lot of organizing work, I thought that is exactly what I meant to do. I love organizing and I love working with seniors and I shadowed them on a few jobs and boy, it didn't take long for it to click. And I realized this is what I should be doing. Awesome. And yeah, I, I love organizing myself. And while I was looking you up, I saw that you had also another venture. Is it right sizing? Yep. It's called Easy Right Sizing. Easy yep. Right Sizing. Um, I, this last year I wrote a book It's called Ready to Right Size. And it's mm -hmm. basically just all of my best tips for someone who maybe is in another state and they're going through this right sizing process and changing spaces can't necessarily help them. But mm -hmm. I still, I thought, well, I still have a lot of knowledge and wisdom to share. So I wanted to put it in book format and it's available on Amazon. And now anyone anywhere can get that book and get really my best advice for going through that downsizing process. So when I wrote the the book um, we created a, a, a sister brand to changing spaces it's called easy right sizing and that's where I like to share downsizing and decluttering and right sizing tips for anyone across the country you know not just people in Lincoln Nebraska who like and follow and use changing spaces yeah totally and that that one you're on the radio as well and you kind of formatted into a, a podcast also Yep, that's right. Yep. So um, here in Lincoln, um, KFOR is a local AM radio station that a lot of seniors tend to listen to. And so I mm -hmm. do a weekly radio show on there. And then I share it on our social media so that um, people anywhere can listen to it. And we, every week we talk about right-sizing tips and just the sort of getting your mind around the, the process of it and getting your mind to kind of shift your thinking. I, you know, even though my business deals with stuff, Mm -hmm. Really, the message behind it is that stuff doesn't matter all that much. You know, it's yeah. really about people and relationships. And that's really what we talk about. Because when you're working with someone, I mean, really at any age, but someone who is in one of the last chapters of their life, quite frankly, and someone who's in their 70s, 80s, or 90s, I want them to 
um, live the best life possible that they can live during that last chapter. And that means that it's not focused on stuff. It's focused mm -hmm. on the people around you and your relationships and creating memories. And so that's the kind of stuff we talk about over at Easy Right Sizing. And I love that how you said it's about the relationship and the people and just those connections that you're building. You know, you might just be in a little fraction of their life right now, but how much impact that has going from something that could be mad and stressful and just chaotic, but you kind of bring ease and a very, very smooth transition. And so, so that's, that's awesome. In the space of seniors or transitioning or right-sizing, how does your business stand out from the rest? In other words, what would you say is your secret sauce? You know, there's not a whole lot of other folks here in town who do the senior move management part, but there are other folks in town who conduct auctions and conduct estate sales. And I always say, boy, what sets us apart is that when we're doing the liquidating of their items, the estate sale or the auction, it's not about the stuff. So some people who get into this business and they're antique dealers or they love antiques and, you know, that's, they're, they're kind of passionate about that, which is great. But that's not, that's quite frankly, not what motivates me. I am not passionate about antiques. I have come to appreciate them. I know the dollar amount to them, but I'm a bit of a minimalist, to be honest. And I would oh, say, yeah. if, you, if you had my job, you would be a minimalist too, because we spend all our time going through other people's stuff. So when we look at doing an estate sale for someone, it is not necessarily just about the stuff. It's about the whole situation. It's about the client. It's about their family. It's about what this means in this particular time in their life. This is a significant event. Anyone who's had um, someone in their family have an auction or something and sell off the family farm or whatever, that's a very important memory in their mind. And that's what we know, these estate sales. I mean, this is a big deal for our clients and we are all about helping our client through that transition. That is way more important to me than some Victorian antique secretary, whatever, okay? <laughs> so our focus is on the people, not necessarily the stuff, although we do a great job with the stuff as well. Yeah, and I, I would imagine as well, the people like 60, 70, 80, 90 years old, they have some type of connections or attachments maybe with some of these things, but then they know they don't need them. And so just kind of handling that with care, that would probably be hard for them to do without someone like you who comes in as a third party from the outside who can kind of make it a little more objective. So yeah, very much needed. Very, very uh, specific space that you're in. Like, like you said, not many other people do it. And so so that's that's a great way to, to service that community. What was the the toughest thing you went through when you decided to open or to join when you got started? Yeah, um, for us, the hardest part of starting the business was just educating people about who we were, what our services were, and that such that these kind of services even existed. That, mm -hmm. that was a huge hump. There was a lot of education that went on there. And now I, I do feel like we are kind of over that hump. People understand that our kind of a service exists and we get a lot of calls, you know, a lot of inbound traffic that we don't actually necessarily have to go out and get. They A lot of our customers come to us, which is great. Yeah. So there was a lot of educating that went on. And I think moving is interesting because it's something that even if you haven't done it a lot. It's harder than it seems. And I think a lot of people can be like, well, I'm just going to go to the grocery store and get some free boxes and I'll just pack and we'll just take <laughs> little bits over, you know, slowly over time. And, and it's only at, like when you're in the middle of it that you're like, oh crap, this is really hard, you know? And, yeah. and by then, quite frankly, it's maybe a little too late to call us. So um, a lot of educating on how difficult the move will be and without scaring them, but then kind of educating them on why you need us and how a move with changing spaces can be exponential easier than a move without us. 
Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I like how you said that one of the toughest things was educating when you were first getting started on who you are and what you do. Approximately, how long would you say just for other listeners who might be business owners or new business owners as well, that educating stage, how long did that take so that people might not get discouraged? Because sometimes it takes a really long time. That's an interesting question three to five years. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I hate to, I hate to say that, but you know, I know of another gal here in town, like she's a virtual assistant, you know, that's her mm-hmm. business. And mm-hmm. I find myself thinking about her a lot, like, cause even I don't really know, like, what is a virtual assistant? How could I use a virtual assistant? And, and I, I keep thinking about like, how could I use her? And I think that's how other people saw us when they mm-hmm. would hear about our business. They think, well, that's cool. But how, how does that apply to my life? So I think if you're an entrepreneur, you have to get kind of excited about that kind of a problem and figuring out how to solve that problem. And so I I don't say three to five years to sound discouraging, but I think that it is going to take a while. And now we certainly did not know what we were doing. And so we probably didn't do it as efficiently as could have been done. But, you know, it's all about really identifying who your target market is and finding them and then speaking to them. Because I don't want to tell the entire Lincoln community about changing spaces necessarily. I want to tell just um, this segment of the population about changing spaces. They're the most important. And then if other segments of the population find out about us, great, Mm -hmm. but you got to attack those primary ideal clients first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So if you had to start over from day one, was there anything that you would have done differently? I think, you know, having, I had partners, I had business partners and um, having business partners is hard. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think if you do any kind of research on um, um, advice that people tend to give, experts give to entrepreneurs, they, you will hear that again, is that partnerships can be difficult because I know Dave Ramsey, he says that the only ship that doesn't sail is a partnership. I mean, it's like a marriage. (laughs) And I had great partners that I was very thankful for. And honestly, I probably wouldn't have had the guts to start my business. So I am super thankful for my former business partners who did have the guts to start the business. Mm -hmm. But it's a challenge. I mean, it's unless I think if you are going to have a partner in a business, you have to be really crystal clear about who's going to do what so that everyone understands what's getting done and who's getting done and how the compensation is going to work and all of that. I think that having Parts was both a blessing and a curse because it it's great. It's such a gift to have business partners to bounce ideas off of. And when you get a little scared or you're not really sure what to do, it's a whole lot easier to make a decision with a business partner. But then it can be a challenge as well. So I knew that when I bought out my former business partners, it was very clear to me that I was never going to get another business partner. Owning 100% of the company is a beautiful thing. Yeah, but I've listened to Dave Ramsey before as well. And I remember him saying that. And I myself have never had a business partner besides like my husband. But when I think about that and the perspective of that, the way that I bring it to life in my own life personally is back when I had roommates. And so it's kind of like having roommates in a lease, you know, Mm -hmm. you you love them most of the time, but Mm -hmm. then there's usually some type of tension at some point or another, but you're still in it for a certain period of time. You know, it might be the long haul, but that's kind of how my my brain puts it together as as much as I think that's a great analogy. I think you're so right. Absolutely. And then what is difficult is getting out of that partnership or Mm -hmm. kicking your roommate out or saying, Hey, I'm I'm moving out or whatever. It's having that exit strategy that most people don't have because when you're starting, you do, you have no idea what's going to happen. So you don't know how Mm -hmm. you're going to exit out and exiting out or buying out a partner can be difficult. 
Yeah, in a way, being proactive about it while you're making the decision to get into that partnership, being proactive about, okay, if something's not working for either of us, yep. what's the what's the exit strategy? Like you said, that's a great yeah. idea. And so what is the toughest part about having a business for you so far in 2020? <laughs> well, the pandemic has thrown us a curveball, just like everyone yeah. else. For us, I mean, of course, we work with seniors, so we wanted to be, you know, extra careful with them. Operating safely, being super careful, and having all of our personal protective equipment on, I mean, that's, that's kind of the obvious solution. For us, the most challenging part of the pandemic was these in-person estate sales that we're used to having. We, we would have one or two estate sales every week. and. Wow. They run, they run Friday, Saturday. And during that Friday, Saturday, we typically get 1,500 to 1,800 people through the door, which is great if you're having an estate sale, but it's not great in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we went into like ah, crisis mode, just like everyone else did in mid-March. And I, I'll never forget, in the, ne in the next eight weeks, I had 11 estate sales scheduled. Wow. And I thought, okay, we, we can't do that. We can't do an in-person estate sale. But my clients, many of them had already sold their house. And so they had a closing date on the campus calendar. And I don't know if you know this, but a house has to be empty when you close on it. So yeah. we had promised the client that we would have a sale for them. We'd help them get their house emptied before their house closed. Now that, you know, the pandemic threw us this curveball. So we had to figure out another option. And that is when we went, moved to the online auction format. Luckily, I happened to be married to a computer programmer. Otherwise, oh, there's no way we could have done it. Yeah. So yeah he helped me implement this new plugin that we put onto our website. And so then we were able to take our sales online. People still have to pick up their purchases in person, but we were able to spread that out so that they mm -hmm. could do it safely. And so, you know, that word, I think that one of the words for 2020 is going to be pivot. I don't like that word, but I mean, I that's, that's what we had to do. I mean, it is a blessing because I am not, even though the name of my business is changing spaces, I'm not great with change. And I wouldn't have done that if I had not been forced to do that. So that is the blessing in all of this is that I think a lot of us have been forced to make decisions we wouldn't have made, you know, if we hadn't been forced into it. And it's shaken up our world a little bit. And, you know, maybe we needed to be shaken up. And it's funny you bring up that word pivot. I, uh, one of my favorite books was Pivot from Jenny Blake. And she, she released that. I don't know when it was released exactly. Pivot has kind of almost become a bad word now. And so I don't like saying it, but it feels like it just, there's no real other word to explain that situation. Everybody has to pivot. And like you said, a lot of these times, if we weren't forced to do something, we would have mm -hmm. never done it. But in this case, you're probably, I would assume, once everything is over and back to normal, quote unquote, that might still be something that you utilize, the, the online auction. Absolutely. And it will be. Yep. Yeah. Some of this is kind of like a blessing in disguise of some sorts as well. Kind of tagging along onto the COVID restrictions, you mentioned that with the estate sales going on to online. Was there any other way that your business has been affected so far? And then also, how do you see the COVID situation possibly affecting you moving forward? Mm -hmm. Well, we, you know, revenue was certainly down. There was two months there where our revenue was cut in half because we have to the two sides of our business. We have the estate sales and auctions, and then we have the moves. For um, quite a while, the moves kind of stopped. Um, most of the moves that we do are into retirement communities, especially independent living, um, which is for folks who don't really need to move. They're choosing to move. Well, those were put on hold. 
Um, we did still have to do some moves into assisted living or memory care, which were kind of like emergency moves, folks who really could not stay in their home yeah. any longer. Yeah. So we did do a few of those. And, you know, we had to just um, train our staff. I had to scramble just like everyone else to get supplies. We had to get gloves and sanitizer and cleaner and masks and all of that kind of stuff. And then I had to just train my, my team. They have, they have been such troopers. I mean, I get to sit here in my office and not wear a mask, but my team is out there working in a mask all day long. I mean, they're mm-hmm. awesome. And we are lucky we're able to kind of keep work. We're, we're able to work distantly. You know, I usually have two gals who work on a move. And if, if they're in a house, I said, you know, you guys just work in different rooms. Don't, don't be hovered together and keep your distance yeah. from the client. And um, as far as here in the office, I've got some office gals and, and they've been working remotely, which is great. And, you know, the other side of this, of course, is that those of us who have children, our children were home. And so we had to figure out, well, we can't yeah. Just leave the kids at home alone. So we've been working remotely a lot. And then my, and, my and you know, on top of that, sorry to interrupt, uh-huh. but yep. as far as everybody out there who's a business owner and had to start working remotely, or even if you weren't a business owner and had to start working remotely, just that kicker. But yeah, something that we can all kind of be looking out for one another any way yes. that we can if there's people who have students in the household. We, I think we do. We just need to have a lot of grace with one another. I saw mm-hmm. this this thing on social media that said like the economy can't truly reopen until the kids have a safe place to go, whether it's school or daycare or whatever. And that's so true. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm lucky my husband is sort of semi-retired. And so he's able to really watch the kids a lot of the time at home. But even still, I mean, we're still juggling and I've got people on my team who have kids. And I mean, that, that has been a huge adjustment. It's also been a blessing to spend more time with, with our kids. That's Mm -hmm. like shaking us up, but you know, and, and right now um, we're recording this, you know, the week before school starts, fingers crossed. So who knows (laughs) what that's and and I was just talking with my gals here in the office there's three of us and we all have little kids and we were just saying who knows we're just gonna have to wait and see how the next couple weeks go because if the kids all have to come home then we're just gonna need to pivot there's that word again and we're just gonna adjust and you know I for the most part everyone has been very understanding and for a long time we Mm -hmm. left a message on our voicemails that said like please give us a little grace we are working from home we'll get back to you as soon as we can and you know the turnaround time isn't quite as quick but I think that that might just be our new normal for the time being. Yeah it definitely helps your I think your clients and your customers and just vendors anybody just remember that we're all human and there's Mm -hmm. these are like human issues like across the board everybody is affected in somehow in some way but then at the same time how we were mentioned just a minute ago imagine what types of problems are going to be solved so we can try to look at it as an opportunity to solve some problems that maybe didn't have to be solved before creatively we can just put our thinking caps on and and work with what we've been handed. Absolutely, 100%. And I mean, our kids are learning from us, certainly how we handle this. And I think, you know, also I think about there's parents who have kids of all ages. And so I think, oh, what would it be like if I had a six-month-old right now? Or what would it be like if I had a teenager right now? I mean, my kids are six and nine. And so with each each age group, there's unique challenges. Totally. Uh, What is the number one way that you currently bring in new clients? We get a ton of word of mouth referral, and most of the clients that we help are moving into a retirement community. So we have great relationships with all the retirement communities here in Lincoln. 
Mm-hmm. And um, like, you know, one that a lot of people know is the legacy. Okay, so they yeah. have three locations. One of them is at 56 and Pioneers. So if Mr. and Mrs. Jones are moving into the legacy, lots of times they will pass our name along, you know, hey, if you need help moving, here's an option for you. And so then they'll give us a call. And also what I love about Lincoln is I think it's the perfect size city to have a business in because it's small enough, especially when our clients, for our clients, when they were in the workforce, 20, 30 years ago, Lincoln was a lot smaller. And we have found that most of our clients all kind of know each other. So they were all Mm -hmm. kind of in the same industries. And so it's pretty rare that we help a client who doesn't know some of our former clients. So uh, that's great. We have a lot of inbound clients that come from word of mouth. That's awesome. I hear that a lot, actually. Word of mouth is most of the time the answer. And so it just says so much about how much people trust you as as a business owner and trust what your business and what you've been doing, how you everybody works with integrity and they're honest because you wouldn't have that reputation of people referring their friends or family members to you if that wasn't the case. And so that speaks to you very, very highly. And you and the and the original partners, how you got from where you were when you started to where you are now. And that word of mouth is primarily how people come to you. It is. And it's, it's a blessing. And then I always tell my team, it's also the scariest thing ever because we have an absolutely great reputation. And it's, I say, it's like a glass ball. It can, mm-hmm. can drop it and it can be broken at any, at any point. So we really try to, we work very hard to protect that good reputation because, you know, in a size, the city of Lincoln, word gets around good or bad. And boy, we want to make sure it's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It helps you as far as keeping accountability to you and your mm-hmm. staff. Uh, has the internet played a big role in your business before kind of this COVID? I know um, when you started change to online everything, but beforehand and maybe even afterwards, has the internet played a pretty big role? Uh, yeah, I think um, the biggest role it plays is in promoting our estate sales. So um, I started our first Facebook page back in 2010 when I started the business. And that was the primary way that we would advertise, hey, we're having an estate sale and here's all the stuff that's for sale. And, mm-hmm. and that's how our um, Facebook fan base grew slowly over time. So a lot of people find us that way. You know, I get these Google reports uh, from my, my business, Google, my business, you know, your oh, yeah. Google yeah. listing and um, boy, it seems like a lot of people find us on there and that we get a lot of views and a lot of people call us from our Google listing. So that's mm-hmm. cool. And I mean, it's unsurprising. I mean, I'm on this thing constantly, my phone. And so the first thing I always do when I hear of someone or a business, it's the first thing I do is I Google them. So yeah, yeah, it has, it has uh, played quite a big role. And then it's been interesting over the last 10 years how it's changed. In the beginning, very few of our clients used email. And now, almost I would say 90% of our clients use email. And so we're able to send them documents via email. In the beginning, most of that was having to send it to them a paper copy in the snail mail. Yeah, awesome. And so yeah, and a lot, uh, many business owners don't necessarily understand how important that Google My Business, the GMB is. And it's basically you taking ownership of that Google profile and inputting the correct and accurate information. So it points to your website, it points to your phone number, gives directions if people wanted to find it. But some people actually don't know that or they're not aware of that. And so that's a lot of business missed out because when you think about it, if somebody is searching for something that they need, they Google it, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, online search. Google is probably 99% of online search Mm -hmm. right now. And so just connecting the dots to that to make sure that you're as visible as possible on the biggest search engine around. Yeah, and it's free. It doesn't cost anything. 
Exactly. Yeah. And so it's just very, very smart, a smart practice. And so um, kind of tagging along as far as a technology question, what is your worst technology struggle as of today? It doesn't have to be internet only. It can be anything. And, oh, I love this question. I don't know. Right now, my color pr- printer isn't working very well. Yes. Printer. <laughs> another mean, printer answer. But I, I mentioned this earlier that I'm married to a computer programmer. And so he is my CTO and I pay him an annual salary of zero dollars and zero cents. Anytime I have any kind of an issue, I'm like, Todd, can you come help help me? And I mean, it's awesome. So, you know, a few years ago, we started accepting credit card uh, payments at our estate sales. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a whole thing. And it's just not my personality. I don't want to mess with it. And so thank goodness I'm married to someone who can and he's he just figures it all out. Yes. That's it. And since, since he's your husband, he has to help you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so funny because earlier we were talking about how similar we were. And my husband also actually is a programmer. So he's the same way. Like I, I find myself to be very technical. So I'm I'm a technical brain. I've got analytical, organized and everything. But when it comes to hardware, like printer, Uh DVD player, anything else that you have, like can be broken and you have to physically fix, I have no idea. And so kind of closing into these last few questions here, if you had to look six to 12 months into the future, where would you like your business to be? This is a personal, professional growth area of mine is that I am constantly trying to get better at delegating. I tend to, I'm very type A and I tend to be a bit of a control freak and I could very easily micromanage everyone around me. And I try really hard to fight against that. And so I am kind of constantly trying to push things off of my plate and delegate and empower those people around me to do some of those things. And as a business grows and matures, you have to do that. Mm-hmm. So that is my goal. Um, even just for the next year is to continue. I mean, who knows? We have to stay agile, but I feel like right now we're kind of stable. We've kind of like gotten used to the whole COVID thing and we can Mm -hmm. operate hopefully safely under these new conditions. If we have to go back into a shutdown, boy, one thing that made me realize is that I had to, I had to beef up uh, my business savings. And so I did, you know, during this COVID, I thought, okay, I don't want to be caught with my pants down, so to speak. So yeah. I, I have a business savings account. And so I can feel secure in that if we do have to shut down for a short time, I try to keep my overhead as low as possible. Again, continue to delegate some of those smaller things off of my plate so that I have the time and space to dream of the bigger things and mm-hmm. to lead the company forward. Yeah, help you tap into that visionary part of you. And so not working in it necessarily, but more working on it. And so I love that. Closing up, how can we, as the Support Lincoln community right now, how can we help you and your business? Well, I love that thing. You've probably all seen it on social media. It circulates. It says like all of, you know, free things that you can do to support a local business. And it's like, like their post, comment on it, share it, leave them a good review. I love all those things. Mm -hmm. If you are a member of the general public and if you have a loved one who is moving or if you have a loved one, I think anyone over the age of 60 who, who has too much stuff, send them my way, buy them a copy of my book. It's called Ready to Write Size. It's available mm-hmm. on Amazon. And then if you are still in the accumulating phase, I know it's, it's funny because I tell one half of the population to get rid of their stuff and then I try to convince the other half to buy it at our estate sales and our online auctions. But uh-huh. if you are interested in purchasing you know, vintage things, but even contemporary things, um, household goods, tools, artwork, jewelry, vintage clothing, all that kind of stuff. Come to our estate sales and bid on our online auctions. You can find us on Facebook and social media, uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. And then you can also visit our website, changingspacessrs.com. 
Perfect. And that was going to be my last question. How can everybody find you and connect with you? And so are your handles for Facebook and Instagram the same thing? Yes, it's Changing Spaces SRS. Perfect. That makes it easy for everyone. Well, thank you so much, Janine, for taking the time to, uh, to sit, have a minute with me. And any last minute words you wanted to have for the Lincoln community listening? Uh, no, but I just want to um, pat you on the back, Lorraine, for this awesome idea that you have come up with. And I bet I'm just sitting here thinking, you are going to be so smart from doing this job. I mean, you get to talk to all these people. And I, I'm thinking like, I have this list of like Lincoln business owners that I would love to meet and sit down for coffee with. But how do you do that? Well, you, ha- you start a podcast and you interview them. I love that. So I, I I'm, know. I'm looking yeah. forward to listening to the rest of your episodes and I just applaud you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, um, I'm a lifelong learner and I love learning. And so, so yeah, I am soaking everything in from all you guys that I get to talk to. And so I'm just loving it. Thank you very much. Yep. <laughs> Have a good day, Janine. Thank you. You too. that's a wrap for today. Special thanks again to Janine Bryant at Changing Spaces SRS for being an awesome person and an awesome business owner that we as the Lincoln community can really rally behind. I highly encourage you to reach out to Janine if you or a family member could benefit from utilizing Changing Spaces in your senior transitioning. Until next time, be honest, stay well, and never stop supporting Lincoln.